Hey guys, my name is Lyric, and this is my podcast called Passionless Tea. And here today I have with me Joshua Lehman. Hi. What are we going to talk about today? Today we are going to talk about my research project for my composition class at Colorado State University. Amazing. What is your topic about? My topic is, is it? Whoa. 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 <laughs> Let's start that over. <laughs> no way. I'm researching decision making. Okay. Specifically, career decision making in college. Cool. What led you to the idea of researching this? Oh, goodness. So, I guess we're going to start from the beginning. Take Going, me on a journey. <laughs> take you on a journey through my college major, college major decision. Okay. Right. So... In high school, they always made you, like, you know, pick a major kind of before mm -hmm. you even graduated. Oh, yeah. They were pushing that in, like, junior year. And so I picked physics. Okay. Right. Solid major. Yeah. Um, about two months later, I changed it in the middle of the summer before my first year at Colorado State. Okay. Changed it to civil engineering. Took an intro to engineering class. Decided, hmm, I don't think this is for me. What made you want to make that switch? Um, for a brief moment in that summer, I decided I want to build houses. Okay. Yeah. Haven't thought about that since. So, after that first semester in engineering, I changed it to a major in natural sciences. Okay. And what made you want to make that change? Um, I could concentrate on physics education and kind of circle back to my first okay. idea. So, okay. Right. So, I went through a semester that realized I was going to go through three years of hell in physics classes. Yeah. Sounds hard. Yeah, tell me about it. Decided I was going to go back to engineering. Okay. We're back you know, to building houses. We're back to <laughs> building houses. Okay. But this time, thought about building houses and maybe building, like, bikes. Like, okay. mountain bikes. Oh, fantastic. Right. Because hobbies, you I know? I mountain biking. <laughs> me too. But By the way, mountain bikes are getting insane now. Like, they're like the peak of craftsmanship. Oh, my goodness. Like, I think building mountain bikes is gonna turn into like computer programming yeah. it's like it's a so, huge rabbit they're hole so like, technical yeah, it's crazy like nine thousand dollars and like way like less than a whatever yeah exactly amazing so did that <laughs> decided a couple weeks later less than a few months later a couple <laughs> okay. weeks later that i was only doing that for the money of engineering okay yeah sure switch to a mathematics major okay right what made you want to make that switch <laughs> Um, I could also take the education classes and... Okay. So you've got some idea of wanting to be a teacher. Yeah, I have that idea, right, of okay. course. Um, halfway through that semester, changed my major to media. Okay. Mass communications, right? Yeah. In hopes to be kind of like social media marketing kind of deal. Okay. As like, that's getting really popular now and yeah. I really love social media. I mm -hmm. think a social media platform is... A really cool aspect. And all that stuff is super new to our world, and there's yeah. a lot of opportunity there. And yeah, and it's a big just, future in that. It's just a growing kind of base. Where it's a whole industry at this point. Basically, oh my goodness. Marketing and all that. Anyways, made that decision, changed a major, immediately regretted it. Okay. Went back, added mathematics again. Okay. Without the concentration of education. Okay. Because I just thought maybe someday I'll get my certificate and teach. So you are all over the place. All over the point. place. I've been through everything. I've gone through so many advisors, gone through so many mental breakdowns. Right. I think it's safe to say you don't know what you want to do with it. Exactly. Mind. And so the stem of this project was when my professor, Sean Waters, gave us this project 
and said that we had to do it on something we were interested in. Okay. And we went through loads of... And you went, oh my God, I don't know what I'm interested in. Exactly. I was like, passionate? <laughs> what is that? Anyways. So we went through loads of free rights and like, like he would like ask a daily question. We write about it. Like, oh, what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. If I gave you $20,000 right now, what would you do with it? And I was like, oh, immediately. I'll buy everything I need for a dark room and do film photography. That's a whole new thing. Exactly. That wasn't even one of the six majors. Dude, photography majors, they don't make anything. Photography's awesome. I love photography, yeah. but that's kind of off topic. That's, that's more of a hobby. Okay. So deciding between a hobby and a passion became really hard for me because mm. trying to pick this topic and like, oh, I Where can do it. Were you passionate enough about that you want to have a whole college major and eventually a career about? Yeah, exactly. So scary. A scary topic. Terrifying. So I had this conversation, this exact conversation with my professor, mm -hmm. Professor Waters. And I was like, you know, I just thought about maybe even just doing a project on, like, why the fuck I don't have any passions mm -hmm. and why it's so hard. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my, you need to do that. Yeah. Do it right now. And I was that's, like, a, that's a fantastic So I turned and walked to the door. And you were like, I'm on that. Yeah. So I've been working on that for a few months now, actually. Cool. And this podcast is in conjunction with that. Exactly. Project. Yes. Fantastic. So what... Um, what research have you done so far on the, on, the, on the topic? I have looked at a bunch of scholarly articles through our school's da library database mm -hmm. because that was, first of all, one of their requirements. Mm -hmm. But then I started to branch out and I went into interviewing people who have careers yeah. and people who kind of so, like, somewhat make decisions for a living. Yeah, okay. And I've also, like... You, yeah, you read some books. Did you didn't say, say that already. Oh yeah, but I've also <laughs> you read. read a book? I've also read some books about. You read that one cool book. I read that one cool book, and then I realized that the book I was reading for pleasure, like for fun, uh -huh. was called "If You Could Go Back in Time, What Would You Change?" And then Whoa. I realized that that was connected. Also, that's not what the book is called, but oh, but that's what the book is about. No, yeah, <laughs> the book is called. What is it called? Oh, the book is called Before the Coffee Gets Cold. Okay. And it talks about, like, if you go back in time, what would you change? Yeah. And then I realized that that was... Drink that coffee of, faster. Right, exactly. Before it gets cold, you know? Right, exactly. Time's um, up. Cool. So... So basically, your struggle to decide a college major um, is leading to this bigger topic of you're realizing it's really hard to pick a career path, and it's really hard to commit to something to do for an entire career. Right. And I don't know, I think more and more as time goes on in the modern world, it's less and less common to pursue one career for your whole life. Yeah. I think that sounds, I think that sounds crazy. Yeah, I think I trying to pick it, something my yeah, whole life. trying to pick your like life path and a career path that match up completely, I think are two that's totally different insane. things. Yeah. And that's what I've like come to find out is that your life happiness and then like what you find your what like you do well at you can make money at you have like mm -hmm. a fun time doing and it's not gonna like yeah. you're not gonna feel like your life is just wasting away like those don't yeah. match up i'm someone that um basically as early on as i could make decisions i decided what i wanted to do and i've been pursuing it um i've been pursuing it super aggressively for the past like uh, seven or eight years right and like, so and i still think it, it would be like i'm not going to play music my whole life no there's no way there's no way i don't there's no way for so many reasons yeah and one of those is that burnout is becoming such a big burnout's big, a big there's big a deal. lot of there's a lot of factors that um 
Well, so those factors actually include a lot of things that I've been researching. Okay, factors in why it's difficult to make decisions? Yes. Okay, so what, what factors that you've been researching um, lead to it being so hard to make decisions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest ones is the people around you, like your parental... Your friends and family, yeah. Yeah, your, like, friends. I know a lot of people have um, parents that want them to do a specific thing. Right. Like, I know a lot of um, fathers want their sons to, to do the same thing they did mm -hmm. or inherit the, the business or trade that they were doing. Right. Um, I'm sure or like, same thing with mothers and daughters. Exactly. And so they have a big influence on what you decide yeah. to do, especially since you grow up in their house. They want you to make money. Norm like, like, normally. Yeah. yeah, they want you to make money. They want you to do something good for yourself and mm -hmm. everything. But that all comes with the guilt of not doing what they want to do, of yeah. course. And so that makes guilt a factor also. So we yeah. have... So we have your, your parents and the people around you, and even your friends, like yeah. watching your friends make decisions um, has got to be, be difficult. Right, exactly. And so like you just said how you've been like passionate about one thing for a little while now, but yeah. you, like, you know that it's not going to be your thing for your entire life, yeah. which is a really healthy way to look at but it. I think a huge difference in us is that you're like you're doing this whole project on decision making and I I basically made a decision and never looked back or thought twice on it. Right. And I'm sure that is intimidating to you as someone who wants Yeah. Okay, you just said something that is really important okay. in this process. What was that? You said that you made that decision and never looked back. Yeah. And one of my research kind of posts, mm -hmm. I have blog posts on a website that I'll tell you about later, but Stay what, tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> One of my kind of posts and one of my big research projects, the first one I did was on life design, like life as kind of a design by like architects and life by like interior designers okay, sure. based on... Are you talking about like the idea of designing your life? Yeah, so Designing Your Life is actually the title of their book by oh. Bill Burnett. <laughs> yeah, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans did okay. like a TED talk, wrote a book, they have a class at Stanford all about life design because kids will go into their office and say, oh, I want to do this major but I also want to do this concentration and then I want to add this minor, but yeah. also get this like one certificate. And they'll be like, oh, do you plan on being here for 30 years? And yeah, they're yeah. like, no, I want to be out of here as fast as I can. And they're like, well, that's not well, gonna work. Yeah. So that's why they kind of sculpted this decision-making process. Mm -hmm. They made it kind of like steps. So you like, you assess these steps, you prototype what you want to do, which I thought was kind of beautiful because if I wanted to be a teacher, oh, yeah. like I said earlier, and go into education, I would just have to insert myself in that environment and see if I actually liked it. Yeah. And if I want to do that first. Right. Yeah. And you have to like really commit to doing that. Because yeah, if I and also that's kind of unrealistic do... based on how you're kind of supposed to pick a college major like before you're even out of high school. Exactly. Like, that's difficult. So it doesn't match up very well with the education system, I think. And that's what I'm coming to find out. Yeah, because... So, um, hang on, we actually should talk about the education thing. And we'll, we'll circle back to our list of factors because there are more. But you just said that thing about education being a factor, and I right. think I, I've done I did a research paper um, in college about how education makes is our I don't know a lot about world education, but I know in America our education system kind of instills in kids a fear of being wrong mm -hmm. um, all the way from all the way from the beginning of elementary school. Um, wrong answers are are punished and. Kids are made to feel embarrassed when they yeah. have wrong answers. And that lasts all the way through high school and even into college. Uh -huh. And I think that's just 
I mean, the wrong way, the wrong way to do things. And I think it, it leads to not only a lot of problems, but I think it leads to a lot of people having this decision or having this, this problem about decision making, because if you're scared of being wrong, you're scared of obviously making the wrong decision. Yeah. And that's a great example of like the emotional factor of decision making. Yeah. Because you're afraid of it. You, you don't want to, you, you want to make the right decision because you don't want to be embarrassed about making the wrong decision. Yeah. And that also opens you up to being compared to other people and compared to other opinions and everything. Yeah. And as just kids scared. nowadays, we're all really afraid of that. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's. In um, back to the factors, there's an em- emotional factor. Is it like that emotional factor? There's like an embarrassment factor. <laughs> the embarrassment factor, um, even though. A parental factor <laughs> and the, the people around you, your friends. Right. But I also, just going to build off that emotional oh, yeah. kind of factor one more time. You talked about how that was how it was in like America and mm-hmm. everything. Well, one thing I did end up researching was how it affected other people in other countries. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. So one one of the studies I did, or not one of the studies I got to look at through the the database was one that compared American kids going to college versus Israeli. Yeah. (laughs) Israeli students trying to pick... (laughs) Israeli students trying to pick a career. Yeah. And so... Most Israeli students will go into, like, two to three years of, like, military service or they'll do okay. something else before they pick a career. Right. And that happens in a and lot so of countries. Not they'll be, Israel, yeah. yeah, so they'll be way older and have mm-hmm. more developed minds yeah, to 20, choose what they want to do. 20 or 21 by the time you're even... Exactly. And I'm not even 20, college. so yeah. I, would, I would still be doing other things before You'd I had to pick You'd still be in something. the military if you were Israeli. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'd still be doing other things before I had to pick yeah. what I wanted so to do. And so does that make them... I don't know if you know this from your research, but do you think they haven't less of a hard time with decision making? Yes, I think countries? it makes it easier for them. Because so you think then maybe a, then maybe a factor that we can add to our factor list is like um, like your development. Yeah, like I think your age. Yeah, development is a big deal. Because I think we're pushed into a lot of huge decisions before we're ready to make them probably. Right, exactly. Oh, that's, that's like in high school, I was bouncing through like four sports, trying to like keep up with like yeah, pre-calc. You did, you did everything in high school. I was trying to be on the debate team. And Which is a cool thing about high school. You can do everything. Yeah, exactly. And I'm very thankful I got to do everything. But then by the time you get out of high school and you have yeah. to decide about and something. And I realized like I was just really. doing things to do them. Yeah. And I wasn't doing them for any, like, future. You weren't doing them because you were trying to build a life out of right. one of them. You're exactly. doing them to do them because they're fun. It's yeah, exactly. So that's why when I got to college, I hit this wall. Yeah, okay. That's so interesting. Um, cool. So, we, so in all our factors, we have... Um, Parental influences, we have peer influences, educational situations, emotional situations, mental states even. The mental state is a big one. Mm-hmm. Your developmental process. Yep, the development. And then you were saying there's there's a guilt factor that I think is tied to each one of those factors. Yeah, I think Each every... one of them has a subcategory <laughs> of feeling guilt from not being able to make a decision. Exactly. And that just... It's just horrible. That's so scary. And that's really scary because most people feel that. especially yeah, I think every, the vast majority of yeah, people. Yeah, everybody with career decision, which turns out to be about two-thirds of college students. Well, even again, like like we said, like someone like me who just who made a decision really early and I've stuck with it and not looked back, I still like have decisions within that that I'm terrified of making. Exactly. And, and uh, yeah, I think decision-making is a, is a giant problem that a lot of that nobody knows how to deal with decision making is not a solution it is a problem it's absolutely <laughs> a problem uh you were telling me about this book you were reading 
that right. made an interesting point about this? Exactly. So this book was by Pamela Drawn, and it was called Living Beautifully. Okay. And she really focused on trying to live, like, the life that she wanted to live. So she wanted to, like, make herself healthy and make her, like, mind clear and be thankful for the world around here. Be thankful <laughs> for the world around her, mm -hmm. but also, like, serve others and make other people li other people's lives better. And did and you say she was religious? Like, she was of a faith? Yeah, she went to the spiritual college in Boulder, the, oh, okay. the Buddhist college. Oh, cool. And she studied with her mentor, and yeah. he taught her everything she knew. And I don't know a lot about Buddhism, but I know it's about, I know a lot of their principles are about happiness and making yeah. life beautiful. Exactly. And, and that's, all, that's what she wanted to do. And yeah. she went through a lot of different, like, setbacks. Okay, yeah. That made it hard. Like, were, were some of them related to making decisions? <laughs> they were more of, like, being angry or, like, being sad. Okay, yeah. Or, like, being confused. Again, and I think that everyone faces. Exactly. Yeah. Like, confusion and career decision are very, very One close the to the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I really... Uh, the reason I picked her book was because I admired that she was a female Buddhist nun. Yeah. Which I thought was so cool. super interesting. Mm -hmm. And hearing all that from a female perspective is amazing because yeah. like I talked about earlier there was Bill Burnett and Dave Evans's steps to decision making uh -huh. but she just had a different approach to like being happy yeah. and trying to live her well, best life. You were telling me her approach was kind of to that people like in your situation are trying to pick a college major that's eventually going to lead them into a career that might become a lifelong career and that's ter it's terrifying to make that decision Right. but in this book the point was made that your happiness in your life can be separate from your career. Exactly. And so that's what she was focusing on. Like, yeah. she had, like, her career wasn't a factor in her happiness of her life. Mm -hmm. And obviously, obviously, for the modern person, your career is a, a massive factor of your life. Exactly. You spend a, probably a third of your life thinking right. about and doing your career, but it's not everything. And, and, and also, like we said before, careers can and should change. Exactly. As your life goes on. And, but keeping your happiness in your life pretty consistent yeah. is something that's really important. That's, yeah, that's very important. Um, okay, I wanted to talk about, or I wanted to ask you, I guess, about a couple, like we're talking about making big decisions. Right. Like your college major and your um, career and career. stuff. But I think there's, there's lots of decisions in, in daily life that are like <laughs> kind of just as important and right. can also be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll give an example first, and then and I want to ask you about an example. So um, I mentioned that that I'm a career musician and a music major in college, and um, my instrument is the drum. So what I've learned in my many years of doing okay, this... Okay, wait, hold on. Okay. Before you say anything, okay. when you first told me that you played the drums, yeah, my brain saw that sheet music was like drums. Mm -hmm. Like you had like notes for like each drum. Okay. And like had like, like if you had to learn a song, you had to like look at the music mm -hmm. to, of like your certain instrument. Right. And so that's not entirely true. So yeah. that's true. Uh, that's true. Like, that can be a way, especially okay. for like young kids or students to like learn drums. That's a mm -hmm. great way to start. Um, but I've been doing this as my as my job and my career, and I think I've just I've decided that playing drums is all about decision making. Right. And I think that's how. What, I think that's what 
separates good drummers from bad drummers, or not bad drummers, but like <laughs> good drummers from like less experienced drummers, okay. is the decisions we make. Because obviously in modern pop music, the drums across a million songs are almost the same. Mm -hmm. um, very similar. And once you kind of learn and have an understanding of that standardized way to play drums, what sets you apart from others is the decisions you make within that kind of framework. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of saw this in you when you played with Devin Sands one time. Okay, yeah. You That was a situation where that was an that was a song that was just acoustic guitar and vocals mm -hmm. and I was called up on stage to play that song and I right. heard it maybe once or heard half the song once. And I so made a decision about how to play that song. What helps you make makes that decision? What 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 helps you make those decisions? Well, in those situations it's like a, a culmination of of what I've learned. But also, there's like a degree of instinct and also a degree of n not knowing and just leaning into, like, I remember that, sp that situation specifically, mm -hmm. and I remember making a choice about how to play that drum part, and then, and then that choice had been made in the first chorus of the song, and then I, had, and then I played the rest of the song that way. Yeah. Well, not because I, I knew whether it was the right or wrong decision, but because that was the decision I made. Okay. And so, I, and so I had to stick with it. Yeah, something I think that is really important about decisions is making them irreversible. Right. And right. Then, and then because then you're forced to see them through. Yeah. And like, living with regret with those decisions, like if you were like to regret that song and then whine about it, yeah. that would have been annoying and I it would have hurt your mind. That was months ago, and I don't know if that was the right way to play drums to that song. Right. But, it, but I don't think about it anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because the decision shouldn't. was made and... Then we move on. And, exactly. Um, another cool example is we we've lately been getting into playing chess together. Oh goodness! Which is a game all about decision making. And I am so bad at it. That's, Believe that you're getting better every day. <laughs> oh goodness! But that game is all about making decisions, and there's no the amount of times I put a piece and like move, move a piece and then move it back and say and then regret mind. it immediately. Right. Yeah. 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 Why? For why? <laughs> I just don't know how to play. I know how, I know how all the pieces work, but I just, yeah. some, for, for some reason, I don't know how to play. But that's okay. You'll learn more. But in that, in that game, especially at, at higher levels of that game... Are you at a high level? No, not, mm -hmm. not at, mm -hmm. uh, at all. Okay. But, like, but I'm interested in watching people who are at oh, a high okay. level. And they... It's basically just like watching two guys sit down at a table from each other and just make decisions at each other. Ugh. And then one person, <laughs> at the end, one person has made better decisions. Oh, that's so weird. Top, which is kind of, like... That's kind of sick. <laughs> in, in, like, in, like, uh... Yeah, that kind of almost goes against what we were talking about, about... Can you imagine? ...making decisions and leaning into them. Because sometimes they're wrong, and that's terrifying. And you'll end up with sometimes, a lost chess game. Sometimes your decisions will be wrong. But, I mean... And that's tough. <laughs> yeah. And then, um... If you make a wrong decision... You've got to live with it. You have to live with it. You and have to find that kind that, of way to deal with it. That is, I think, w exactly what is scary about decision-making. Yes. And then... Because um, if I were to make the decision to be a mathematics major for the rest yeah, of my career... That's what you would be. I would be three-quarters of the way into it, hating every class I'm in, because it's just so hard. Yeah. And that's, that's what scares me, those future classes. Right. Like, that's the part of it that it scares me. But before you make any decision you don't know if it's going to be the right decision exactly 
until you've made it and it's in the past. And you can look back and say, that was right or that was wrong. Mm-hmm. But it did lead you to where you are then. But you don't know when you're making the decision. Exactly. And that's what's so terrifying. That's what's so scary about it. So that actually goes into the next topic really well. Yeah, so you have a, um, a family of, or you have people in your family that are, that play poker. Right. And you do too. And so, that's yeah. also another game all about decision making. Um, poker is a beautiful way to look at decision making. Yeah. There's so, like many books written on it. One of the biggest ones is called The Biggest Bluff. Get yeah. that. And so it talks about how... one thing how I want to mention before you start is that, um, is that like, we were saying chess is a game all about decision making. Mm-hmm. With where the, <laughs> the person who makes the better decisions will win the game. Yeah. Which is terrifying. But then in poker, there's a degree of luck. Is yes. There yeah, there's always a degree of luck and there's always a degree of how like you can play the game. Mm-hmm. Because like really good poker players, they don't have just good luck, of course. You can't just always have good luck yeah. and win but, you know, jackpots. And so I, I know nothing about poker, but it's really? true that it's true that some poker players are better than others. Obviously. Yes, it is. And and you can go far in the in the mm-hmm. field of poker. Yeah, the thing about poker is that really it, it has like a luck factor, of course, but it also has like a mathematical factor. Like yeah. you have two cards. How much of a luck factor can I have if people play it professionally? Exactly. And are significantly better at it than other people. Yeah. So like your friend, your friend Jeff, right? Who Jeff I know Heiberg. is <laughs> Jeff Hyberg. Shout yeah. out to Jeff Hyberg. Shout out to Jeff Hyberg. Um, Love that man. Is a pretty serious poker player, right? Oh. Oh, heck yeah. And and then I, I've never played poker, and I would lose every time <laughs> if I played against him. Even you, though it's a... You'd lose against me, actually. Yeah, I would lose against you every time. Even though it's a game of luck. Right. Elaborate on that. <laughs> okay, so I actually interviewed Jeff for this okay. project. Okay. I asked him four questions, mm-hmm. and he gave me really great answers, because he's, first of all, a great guy, but he's also a very, very wise, smart guy. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about chess, you said that, like... The decisions you make, you can't take them back. Yeah. And that's exactly with poker. Mm-hmm. You'll make a decision and you can't take it back. And that's where kind of like the bluff comes in because if you realize yeah. you need to, that'll that'll ruin you for the whole game. And it's like, and also if you if you make a decision and then realize that maybe it was wrong, you still have to be uh, confident. Right. And. and What's it called? Have a, have a poker face and have a poker make face, right? The other players know, or Shout don't let the other players know that you made a bad decision, right? Exactly. Okay. So when he talks about decision making in poker, he also said that said that it connects to his life, mm-hmm. right? In in what way? When he's making a decision in poker, he makes sure he makes sure that his mind is calm and focused on the game, quote unquote, in the zone. Mm-hmm. And it's more of just like noticing like what's going on around me, what can happen, what has happened, and not acting on those, on those like, on what he's oh, noticing. So, you're, you're, so he's uh, just making sure, making like making himself aware of his like surroundings. Right. So with any decision, he's saying he's saying kind of with any decision, like poker or these giant life decisions, maybe step one would be to to take inventory of your surroundings and the situation, right. and then don't act on them immediately. Yes, exactly. Don't react, mm-hmm. but just like be aware of course and so he he said he believes that that is the ideal decision-making mindset in any situation okay he believes it's like super hard to like arrive he believes it's like super hard to arrive there of course to arrive so from the point where you've taken inventory of the situation to the point where you're actually in the moment where you're going to make the decision 
it's difficult to get there. Right. That transition from being aware of what you need to do and of what has happened yeah. and then making like an educated decision based on that. Mm -hmm. And he really focuses on meditation and that's what he does okay. to stay like sure. focused and stay calm. So finding ways to finding ways to know what's going on in his head yeah. without feeling any other emotions towards it before you make an emotional decision. Right, exactly. Cuz yeah. emotional decisions hor horrifying. Yeah. We've all made bad decisions from there. And he emotion. believes that he has developed a skill for decision making which is a skill that I think everyone should have to have. That's so interesting. And that was a big topic when I was kind of proposing this project to my yeah. professor was whether or not this was a skill. Yeah. And we decided that it was. Oh, so interesting. Because the decisions in chess are all about, based on knowledge of the game, and like the, the theoretical knowledge of the game. But in poker, right. since there's a degree of luck, you can actually get better at making the decisions. <laughs> exactly. You can get better at decision making in poker. What? Like, just like how you can get better at decision making in chess, like you did. Yeah. And how you can get better at decision making when you play drums. Yeah. Like, it's just a skill they have to practice. And whether or not wow. you're going to apply it to your life Yeah. Is where, from, is where that barrier is. Right, and that's from... Would you say a lot of the... Would you say in order to build a skill in decision making, a lot of that comes from making the wrong decision? Yeah. Like being bad at poker exactly. for a long time. And, and I, I spent a very long time being bad at the drums. Exactly. <laughs> And so it's just something they have to that keep doing. That comes over time. So you have to keep making these decisions. You can't just kind of sit back and wait for things to be made for you, yeah. of course. You have to... The only way to make better decisions is to make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. So when I asked, when I asked Jeff uh -huh. the question whether or not decision-making was a skill, he said, and I quote, okay. definitely... I'm not actually sure decision-making is a thing, though. It may be something we tell ourselves to make it easier to think that we're in control. Whoa. When, in fact, we are driven by all of our experiences that the body has absorbed and been conditioned by in order to stay alive. Wow. And so we're acting on survival, we're acting on emotional, yeah. we're acting on everything else where, when, we're acting on everything else when decision-making should just come easy yeah. with noticing. Wow, that's interesting. And I think that's a really kind of beautiful way to put no, it. I, you can kind of hear from what he's saying. He almost like references the, what I just realized while you were saying that is the oldest decision to be made in like, in like the world, which is the like fight or flight response mm -hmm. of like animals. Okay. Because fight or flight is, I guess, in like a prehistoric <laughs> situation or Wait, like did you like dinosaurs as a kid i love dinosaurs okay continue i think about dinosaurs so much mm -hmm. but like the most like uh what's the word crucial most. not crucial but the like a decision on the most basic survival like animalistic level is fight or flight yeah and that either leads to you surviving or getting eaten yeah exactly right so many decisions to be, and they've all. So the point, the point is, decision making has been scary since the dawn of time. <laughs> since the dawn of time, <laughs> there's no way to make it less scary. And something else that we can touch on is that decision making is a huge range. Like, oh yeah, it's all going to be the exact same decision, and you can have the exact same regret for everything. Yeah, totally. It goes all the way from 
should I take the time to get coffee before class to what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, exactly. And everything in between. And having that mindset of like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Is going to make every decision harder. Yeah. So, so what do you think, um, before we kind of wrap this up, what do you think would, what's your advice for people who have decisions based on what research you've done? I think the advice coming from personal experience. Advice on, on making a decision. Right. Coming from personal experience, being more comfortable with the fact that none of us know what we're doing. Yeah. It's going to make it easier. super comforting. Yeah. And then also coming to terms with that, you're going to have different careers and you're going to have different kind of lifestyles yeah. and different points of your life is something that you also need to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Because that'll make it easier for you to choose a quote-unquote, like, starting yeah. decision. It's comforting in a decision-making situation to know that there's no way to know the right or wrong answer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can... And then you also need to be aware of all of your factors that go into it. And at some point, you'll have to just notice that those are factors. Yeah. And then just kind of... Like Jeff said about, about taking inventory of the whole situation, um, mm -hmm. you know, making a pros and cons list would be a, a cool <laughs> way to do that. Um, my, my, one of my best friends pulls up the decision-making wheel on Google, oh, yeah. puts in the five things, and just presses spin. That's, and then, what, that's a way to do it. And she normally goes with it, which is... <laughs> that's one way. <laughs> I think she picked her concentration yeah. that way, which is kind of funny. Fantastic. Exactly. But, like, so, so Jeff was saying... Um, Interpret the whole situation and then don't make a decision right away. Kind of sit on it, even meditate on it. If even that's meditate what on it. Um, and just know that you're going to make decisions for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. there's never going to be a time where you're just like set. And it's never going to be easy to make decisions. No, it's never going to be easy, but it is going to be something that you can practice. Yeah. Well, it's a skill to. It, easy, easy decisions aren't real, but making it easier to make a decision is something that you can do. Yeah you can practice um i think this is such an interesting topic and i can't wait I for you i also to, think that this is an interesting i can't wait topic. to see all you do with this project um you did uh mention earlier a significant chunk of your project if you'd want to talk a little bit about that all right so this project had the intention of being a website mm -hmm. and so i have a website titled don't read my diary mom dot weebly <laughs> dot weebly dot com slash <laughs> And it has a personal blog where I kind of like journal my day or like I like yeah. be aware of what's going on in my life. And I talk about things that have nothing to do with decision making. Mm -hmm. I just like notice that there's other things in my life besides this huge decision that I have to make. There's a personal half of the website and, and then the, there's And then there's the research half of half. the website dedicated yeah. to this to this project specifically, right? Right. And there's, um, I've, I've seen this website, there's plenty of blog posts and, and deeper information on this topic. And um. Yeah, these are kind of just different, different ways for people to, to understand that they're not alone in decision making, that they're not abnormal, and they can feel comforting, they can feel, they can feel comfort. Comfort in the, in the... Maybe maybe more comfort in the decision making process after yeah um, exactly understanding that it's not easy for anyone yeah so if like they're struggle so like some of my friends struggle with like mental instability with things and so like I'll have a title like life decisions with mental instability 
or like yeah. emotional instability. It's just your take and some research you've done on, on these and similar topics. Exactly. And each of them come from different like books, interviews, TED Talks and everything. Yeah. Awesome cool resources on your uh, on your website. Yeah, super fun to make. How to Blast Making That. And then also there's going to be a page for the podcast, of course. Amazing. And that's at don'treadmydiarymom.weebly.com. Exactly. Amazing. Should we should we wrap up? Should we wrap this up? Tentative title for the podcast is Passionless Tea. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Passionless Tea with Lyric Williams and Josh Lehman.